Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Well, here we are the day after a few people voted. I, Doesn't, I'm still looking uh, at results here. They only have half the vote in, which is weird. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, you know, the good thing is, is Rick Russo is five points ahead of Karen Bass. That's an excellent start. Yeah, that hasn't changed since early this morning. So no. what is it? The, the people that dropped off ballots, they're still trying to tabulate them, I guess, or... Uh, I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, because people voted in person. That's not that hard to... Right. Well, what did I tell you? That's why I don't uh, mail in ballots. I don't drop them off. I go in person, and I know uh, it's been counted. But yeah, uh, well, people fifth, are not going to go back that way, I'm afraid. Well, and you're going to end up with now... It's uh, how many how many hours later since the poll closed? 18 hours, and they've only counted uh, a little less than 50% of the vote. What if he gets trumped? Like they start counting all the mail-in ballots and suddenly she pulls way ahead and she gets 50% and it's over. Uh, well, they projected. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, I don't. They don't think that's likely. They're already declaring the runoff between the two of them. So, But may I? Right, but the poll was wrong. At okay. least if this holds up because the Times poll had her ahead by like six points. Yes, and, and they missed 10 percentage points of Caruso's vote. 10. He got one-third more than the L.A. Times and uh, UC Berkeley had projected. What did I tell you? What like, did you tell us? I told you, bogus poll, don't Let pay me attention tell you. to it. Well, it's, it's either they've got uh, uh, just a clear bias and they're pushing lies, or their methodology sucks. What did Joe Buscaino said? It was some sort of an online poll or something? And yeah. It was kind of a push poll yeah. or something like that? And he I, said it was bogus. I read a lot about polling. 
because I'm fascinated that so many people put put faith in the process. And they are they had actually a polling conference uh, a couple of weeks ago, and the whole polling industry is uh, at a crossroads because they know they keep putting out bad polls, but they can't figure out what's wrong, and so they can't figure out how to fix it. They just know that bad polls keep coming out. And, and the first problem, and this has been around a while now and every year it gets worse, is that nobody answers a landline anymore. Uh, nobody answers a phone if uh, they can't recognize the number of the person. And so they're trying to uh, send snail mail to you, email, some combination uh, uh, of that, and, and phone calls. Yeah, texting. everybody looks at their texts. Yeah, so so and then you know they they it's it's a big mishmash, and clearly clearly like if you have a woke paper like the L.A. Times, do you think they're going to give a fair shot in a last minute poll to to somebody but does like it Rick matter? Caruso? Because people vote. Well, because what they want to do is they want to dampen the enthusiasm for the guy they don't like. And they want to give a surge of momentum to the person they do like. Hey, did you hear? Yeah, L.A. Times has her uh, six points ahead. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we should pile on here. You know, you want to be everyone who wants to be on a winning team, and people shy away from the losing team. Maybe yeah. it maybe it you know as as it edges off a percent or two. No, we first got wind of this in two thousand three when they tried to convince us as Gray Davis was closing in and was going to survive the recall. Yeah, and he got walloped. And they do this all the time. Now, how do you miss a they third of the They love the word surging. All right. So that's two possibilities. One is they're just blatantly dishonest, right? Secondly is they have a really bad system because they don't know how to deal with the new world. Third is, like Trump, there's a lot of people who just aren't going to say out loud they're voting for Rick Caruso to be the mayor of L.A. They live in very liberal circles. They don't particularly trust strangers on the phone. They can't say this stuff out loud. They're looking over their shoulder. I mean, I ran into this during the Trump phenomenon where guys were coming up to me and literally looking over their shoulder and whispering to me that they, they, they want to vote for Trump. But they don't want their wives to know. They don't want their friends to know because of such a – not that, that obviously Caruso is not that – category but there still is on the west side this this embarrassment about voting for anybody who's you know vaguely connected to republican uh, politics and obviously obviously something went wrong you don't miss you don't miss by a third unless you're you're dishonest or your system is screwed or people are being dishonest with you and you look at how many millions of people live in LA 3 million is it yeah or, yeah the, the total vote may be somewhere around 700,000. Yeah, so. uh, you know what? I think it's, it's going to be like that because uh, most politicians have failed us on all levels. And I think people feel a sense of failure. And oh, I heard a couple of pundits interviewed this morning. One said, well, the poor turnout is because there's no more Trump. He just got people to go to the polls, whatever they were voting on. But you know, once he disappeared, we were seeing that there's right. just less of a turnout for everything. Because they were stirred up by his personality. They weren't even paying attention to the issues. Uh, mo most, most of these anti-Trump people have no idea about the tangible accomplishments his presidency, his administration had. Now they ran into the brick wall of the Biden decisions, which have been mostly disastrous. And they still don't want to acknowledge that Trump and his administration just obviously made a lot of better decisions. But, the, you know, they're going to continue to react emotionally, vote emotionally, or get disinterested now and not vote at all. We, you know, this is, this, is, this is not a rational society. 
People do not weigh issues. They do not weigh candidates. They like being belong. They like belonging to tribes, and they tend to go with whatever their tribe is, the R or the D. That's why the two independent candidates we were pushing did terribly. Terrible. Yeah, I was really sad about that. Uh, Michael Schellenberger and uh, Anne Marie Schubert, uh, single digits. That's right. it. But when you have people, little... and it, and it, you got to think about it. When you think about it, it makes sense because the people that voted are beholden to their parties. In a primary, that's all that pretty much shows up. Mm-hmm. We know this yeah. in the presidential primaries, too. Uh, you're, you're just pandering to your own party's registered voters. So. Same thing happens in this kind of vote, so yeah, it's not it, a good time for the no-party preference most, people. Most people are lemmings. Most people are tribal, and yeah. and they, they use it as a reflection. I mean, that slug that's running for governor, Brian Dolly, didn't even come on our show, some dopey farmer from up north. Yeah. He's yeah. facing Newsom in November. Yeah. He's uh, a waste of time. Yeah, he's another pig for the sacrificial altar. That's it. Yeah, um, I, don't know, I don't know what deal he cut with somebody that he agreed to run and uh, embarrass himself. I, I have no idea. Yeah, but, so but it's but, going to be like eighty twenty. You're you're oh. you're dealing you're dealing with with people who don't think, but they have tribal emotions, and so they see it, an independent candidate, or in California's ridiculous uh, acronym NPP. Holy crap! I mean, who designed that? What's the average person supposed to think of an NPP? Well, you can't say independent because there is apparently an independent party officially called that. Yes. yes. So you can't use that term. Right. But no party. You're confusing people. And sometimes they're like uh, neo-Nazis. Oh, they're in- oh, no. Yeah, they're insane. They're extreme <laughs> right wing because Shannon inadvertently joined that party. Oh, I remember that talk. Yeah, remember? That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. So, yeah, they're, they're really insane. However, NPP doesn't cut it. <laughs> we'll work on a new one. Um <laughs> Sorry, I drank some water too fast. Uh, Alex Villanueva did not outright win re-election as sheriff. So he will also be in a runoff with this Long Beach guy, Robert Luna. Um, Villanueva did get the most votes, but, you know, it was hoped that maybe because all the candidates were against him uh, and they attacked him constantly. So it's conceivable he could be in trouble in November because if most of the people that voted for the other candidates turn around and vote for just the one guy left, Luna, Villanueva would lose. That may not happen. That may happen. It's also going to be a completely different mix. The turnout in November is going to be a lot more than the turnout now. It should so, be. So, is that uh, good or bad for him? I don't know. I don't know. But, but you know, he, he, he's, gonna, he's up by 10 points at the moment. And then there's a reset, and he, he can zero in on another candidate. That's the thing is when you have one target running against you, then you can lay out your critique of the one guy. You can't critique eight guys at once. There's right. no point. You just want to make the runoff, and now you can go after one guy, and uh, you'll have your negative advertising and your surrogates who are going to paint the guy as you know, a terrible, rotten person. And then you know, you're know you going to have Luna doing that to Villanueva. Just the whole dynamic is the same thing. Same thing with Caruso and, and Bass. Uh, now he can train all, you know, his campaign through the lens. Okay. You want Karen Bass? Because again, there were, there were five other people or four other people on the stage with him all the time during those debates. So yeah, including Kevin DeLeon, who got 7%. Good luck and good night. Yeah. He ought to get a job uh, in a grocery store, I think. That's about all he's qualified for. Yeah, because uh, uh, the Times tried to paint him more recently as a, a fighter. He's going to get to the finish. He still can be the comeback kid. I don't think so. Again, that was propaganda. There was no. He was never in the race. Never. No. 
Never in the race. Most people in the Another city. Another longtime hack that really has no big support. Most people in the city don't know who he is and don't care. Right. And, well, the only time he's he, won he, election has been in a specific district, right? Now yeah. it's the first time he's running yeah. more widely and uh, he's a flop. Right. He was always running for state legislature and city council, and that's all within his hey, uh, neighborhood. You can, you can make a great living for 20 years being a nobody from one particular district. Uh, and then you try to branch out and appeal to a wider audience, and everybody goes, who is this? He doesn't even know the Pledge of Allegiance? I... Well, when we come back, though, the story that got, of course, national coverage, uh, I guess rightly so, was the removal from office of the San Francisco district attorney. Uh, Chesa Boudin, and that has ramifications for the attempts to recall George Gascon. We'll talk about it next. John and Ken show. We will be talking to uh, L.A. City Councilman Joe Buscaino, who has uh, connected himself strongly, of course, to the Rick Caruso for mayor campaign. He'll join us at 3.05. And, of course, he was there last night at the uh, Caruso campaign headquarters as they celebrated finishing in the top two. Uh, so that'll come up. I, I'd forgotten he's he's done with city council, so... I wonder if he's angling for a spot in the Caruso administration, I guess. Or, well, I don't know. Why don't what you ask next? him? I, I will ask him. I'm not part of this Italian-American organization, so <laughs> <laughs> you, apparently you and your wife have... Uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm married into it. Attached yourself well, to I, it. I belong to no organization. Where's your Polish-American organization and the events? Well, Where's all uh, that? Me and three other Polish guys uh, get together uh, in Winnetka uh, once a month. And we uh, share a Peter Augie. That's what randomly came into your head mm-hmm. was Winnetka. Mm-hmm. Well, Did you wonder how that happens? It's, that's where we get together. Yeah, okay. Uh, sure. Well, I'm going to look it up. Okay. Winnetka we, Polish we, we, we go to a Rouse. We get some frozen pierogies, and one guy brings a Bunsen burner, heats it up, and uh, that's our Polish meeting. Uh, one of the big national stories from yesterday's primary vote was the ousting of the San Francisco DA. This was expected. Uh, polls were correct, John Cobelt. Hmm. I saw polls that had it 60-40, and that's about where it ended up. 60% voting to uh, oust him from office. Yeah, and you this know is the second uh, big uh, event in San Francisco voting because they recalled three school board members earlier. So think about that. Yeah. This, you know, uh, Bodine was so obnoxious last night because instead of admitting that he failed— his policies were wrong. They didn't work. He started yelling about uh, about uh, right-wing billionaires. Now, San Francisco, the registered voter, the, the number of Republican registered voters in San Francisco is 6.7%. Literally, 93% of San Francisco is not Republican. Now, do you think that 93% could be bamboozled by ads from a right-wing billionaire. You, you have that audio? Play that audio. I heard this, and I was just banging my head against the wall. Because you realize what fanatics these people are. You going to play people it? People are angry. They're frustrated. And I want to be very clear about what happened tonight. The right-wing billionaires outspent us three to one. They exploited an environment in which people are appropriately upset and they created Uh, an electoral dynamic where we were literally shadow boxing okay voters were not asked to choose between criminal justice reform and something else they were given an opportunity to voice their frustration and their outrage and they took that opportunity right i want to ask how is that different after me for a minute (laughs) 
Wait a minute. How is that different? Uh, and you know, we see this, and we see this with Gascon. What what people failed to realize, and apparently the voters of San Francisco did, there is a connection because what this crowd of progressive criminal justice reform prosecutors wants to do is to take most people arrested for crimes, determine that what they were involved with was, quote, nonviolent, and that's it. It's a misdemeanor. See ya. No bail, what? no consequences. See you later. Well, his- and a lot of them go back out and recommit. There's one guy in, San Fr- in, in L.A. that was involved in like three robberies in six months. The crime is way up in San Francisco, and it's up in a way where people feel it and see it. There's one woman quoted today saying she doesn't know a single person who hasn't had their car broken into. And that's what people vote on, that kind of experience. Because every article that the left-wing liars in, in the newspapers run, every article starts getting into this arcane statistical analysis where some crimes are up and some crimes are down. Uh, and, and they also admit that, well, yeah, a lot of crimes are unreported. In fact, Bodine had to admit that he had some minor car, car breaking, I think, happened to him and he didn't report it. Most of them are not reported. So using your blessed statistics, that is the refuge of the scoundrel. When you start oh, spouting and- st- statistics, when you know people have given up reporting. All those minor crimes. Let's not forget the irony that he was also bankrolled by billionaires in, well, in his win. This is the whole George Soros uh, cabal. So, I think there were some wealthy uh, tech uh, women that also donated heavily to DAs like Boudin in his run, like sure. Gascon. So yeah. honestly, too bad. Right back at you. Yeah, George Soros has spent through his organizations, I heard today, about $75 million dollars. And he has elected quite a. I think. I think there, there was there was uh, uh, like twenty six races that he was successful in around the country, including DA races in L.A., San Francisco, Chicago, Philadelphia, and New York. So not all successes, but enough success. And he went after. Uh, these races that most people don't pay attention to and ones where you can easily manipulate people's minds through online advertising. He's got a whole machine going. So there's the left-wing billionaire and then there's the right-wing billionaire. But the most powerful vote changer is everybody I know has had their car broken into. Right? I mean, no. that's, you know, when 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 I go out to dinner with other couples or other other groups, everybody starts talking about break-ins, be, being followed in a car, um, uh, homeless people coming after them, homeless people screaming, not being able to go to their favorite department stores anymore, or or go into their shopping districts anymore. That's that that's what I hear. None of them know what the statistics are. All of them know that they're really uncomfortable. And right now, they wouldn't think of walking anywhere in, in L.A. at night. I mean, the, you, know, you, you wouldn't go to Beverly Hills at night anymore on Rodeo Drive. You wouldn't go to the Santa Monica Promenade anymore. So that is why Caruso got 42% of the vote. And the Times could spend all day and night wringing its panties over whether crime is exaggerated, whether the statistics prove this or that. First of all, the statistics prove it's gone up, but it's gone up a lot more. And you don't need that many uh, 
crimes to scare people. Like in New York City, 70% of the people in New York City fear they're going to be the victim of a violent crime. Now, you go run against that feeling while you're waving all your statistics in the air. You're going to lose. Uh, San Francisco has almost 500,000 registered voters, but again... Nobody cared. Only about 120,000 voted in the recall, of which 70,000 voted to oust him. So there's more power to you this time mm -hmm. for a smaller turnout. Right. But it didn't look like there was a big group wanting to save Bodine either. Well, obviously not. With only (laughs) 30,000, 40,000 voted to keep him. So a lot of times when your side gets a pounding, you just stay home. You're depressed and you're not going to bother. You would think if, well... It may be 500,000 registered voters in San Francisco, but I sometimes wonder, and I've been there a couple of times in the last year, how many of them are still left and just living somewhere yeah. else? Or I really don't know that a lot of people are making that their full-time home yeah, I mean, anymore. Re- registered voting, isn't that practically automatic now? Like, uh, like probably. When, when you get a driver's license, you're automatically registered. I, yeah. I, I don't know if it indicates you're actually interested in anything and you stay interested in anything. It's just that your, your name is on a, on a card somewhere. All right, uh, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. No, this is an ominous story. It's a good thing you have your bunker because apparently a military plane that perhaps was carrying nuclear material has crashed in California. Where? Glamis, 30 miles north of the Mexican border, 150 miles east of San Diego. Uh-oh. Yep. We should go They're in the ground. not saying what type of nuclear material it is, but... <laughs> has, has it been it released? All five passengers are dead on this aircraft. Which way is the wind blowing? Imperial County near Highway 78 in the town of Glamis. Hmm. What's that? Which way is the wind blowing? blowing? Is it going going south to north? Uh, Yeah, I'd heard there was a plane that uh, crashed in Imperial County. But what is they carrying nuclear uh, materials around? Who's doing that? You may have to transport them somewhere in an emergency someday to save a city or a town. uh, (laughs) That's the plane that crashes? The one with the nuclear materials on board. Wow. And you, you have a big vote in November because the Mike Bonin seat is down to two people. The one that you voted for versus the one that he endorsed. Yeah, I know. They're about, that really is the stark choice, isn't and, it? And they're about tied. Bless. They are about tied. So where will the, well, who knows who will, you say more people will vote in November and that's probably true and. Hopefully they'll look around and realize that Tracy Park's the better choice does, for that council but, seat. But doesn't that show you just how crazy these people are on the west side? There's been such degradation in the streets, such insanity, and and they still can't be moved off uh, off Bonin's. Oh, it's funny. The, the, they're, they're, the, Bonin's got his fans. I'm sorry. I, I, I know side. they do. And they fascinate me. It's like, well, what, well, like, what do you I mean? He won re-election. What year was that? With 2017? With a huge amount of votes. Yeah, that was or, before. For a wide margin, not a huge amount of votes. Yeah, he was barely on my radar. I mean, all this homelessness happened after 2017. It really was the last five years yeah. that, I, that I remember seeing with my eyes. But really, he's been so, uh, and he's been so aggressively destructive to the West Side. The um, I think the L.A. Police Union sent out a mailer, which I saw on uh, the kitchen table yesterday, and they had dressed up Aaron Darling, who's Bonin's guy, and Bonin. They they dressed them both up in these tan suits with flowery shirts, and they had them one leaning on the other, and they called the two of them twins. It was a pretty pretty funny photo. They made them look like you know complete goofs. And so, yeah, that definitely was his guy. 
They have some money. They spent a lot of money, too, against Karen Bass. Yeah. <laughs> Those police unions. <laughs> they have uh, colorful campaigns. Guy. Another California story was big news this morning. A guy from Simi Valley wanted to kill Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. A guy from Simi Valley. Yeah, I'm looking at a photo of him with his parents. Nicholas John Roski, age 26. And the story is a bit bizarre, but in case you didn't know, the Supreme Court justices have a lot of security right now, <laughs> particularly with the whole Roe versus Wade decision possibly coming any day now. It would be tough for you to just walk into their homes. But Roski, anyway, flew across the country. He looked up Kavanaugh's address on the Internet. He had a handgun, a knife, and burglary tools. When he got out of the cab, he was immediately noticed by security. At, uh, well, at the, apparently, they were, they were deputy marshals. Yeah, they this have, is 1 a.m. this morning. They have U.S. marshals protecting the homes of all the uh, Supreme yeah, Court justices. And they don't kid around. He was dressed in black clothing, carrying a backpack and a suitcase. So, of course, that looks suspicious. He walks in the opposite direction from the marshals, but... Then what happens next is really bizarre. He suddenly started having suicidal thoughts, and he calls a dispatcher at 911. And he said, yeah, I, I traveled from California to Maryland to kill a specific United States Supreme Court justice, and uh, I might be changing my mind. While he was still on the phone, they caught up with them, and uh, they took him into custody. A black tactical vest, a knife, a Glock 17 pistol with two magazines and ammunition, pepper spray, zip ties, a hammer, screwdriver, nail punch, crowbar, pistol light, duct tape, hiking boots. Mm. There you go. Nicholas John Roski, R-O-S-K-E, 26. Who knows him? Who knows him? Well, he knows he grew up in Simi Valley. How did you not and, know that this guy was thinking about well, this? That's what, I, that's what I want to know. Was he, was he the weird guy in high school? Like, would you would you have guessed if there was one guy who was going to show up at a Supreme Court judge's uh, home and uh, threaten to kill him? Would Roski have been the guy you picked out in high school? I have a picture of him uh, smiling with his parents. Don't know what year this is from, but he is uh, all grown up because he's slightly taller than his parents. And everybody smiling looks happy and normal. Well, but, that's the uh, way people are in photos, yeah. Oh, I know, I know. But you know, like, uh, I'm wondering, what's the mental illness, and how long is the uh, is the record of mental illness? He doesn't have crazy face. Uh, I don't. know. You got to look at him. He looks he looks a little goofy. Now, where have you seen that photo? I it's at New York Post. They have it on their 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 front oh. page. If you click well, the story, here's the quote. He indicated he would believe that the. Uh, he believed that the Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh that he intended to kill would side with Second Amendment decisions that would loosen gun control laws, which is weird because he had a gun. Um, yeah, they're looking at a, po a possible mental illness. He thinks that this would have given his life purpose. Yeah. 26, and he felt like this big loser, so he wanted to make a statement. Yeah. He's upset about abortion, upset about uh, about guns. And, of course, they've had crazies in front of Kavanaugh's house and the other Supreme Court justices. Well, there was all sorts of marches outside the house, right? Weren't there people yeah, yeah, that and, well, they call it the, the uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg Ruth sent us? Yeah, the, the, uh, the abortion obsessives. Uh, yeah, I see the photo. Yeah, he's really got his arms around his father there. Yeah, the fetus-killing crowd. So it is illegal. It's a federal crime to uh, demonstrate near a justice's house trying to influence a justice. That actually violates federal law, but the but Biden's Justice Department has not enforced that law. They've allowed these demonstrations to go on. And there's supposedly a bill in Congress to provide funding for much more security 
for the justices, and Nancy Pelosi is blocking it in the House. It passed in the Senate. It was a bipartisan bill, now, and she's blocking minute. it. They wanted a lot more security after the uh, January 6th thing. Right. Right. They felt like their lives are in so much danger. Right. They need constant well, security. You know, it's like the George Floyd, George Floyd protests. The, every, you know, most of those people who caused all the mayhem and damage were, were let off by various governments. They weren't prosecuted. Right. Same thing here. These All those protesters are violating the federal law every minute, every day that they're out there. But the, the Biden Justice Department isn't prosecuting them. Will they do it now that they found a real live assassin? Just outside his door? I don't know. But, yeah, I don't... Uh, it looks like they're pretty alert there. I mean, they noticed them right away. I mean, how are you going to sneak up on someone's house when there's probably 50 agents around the property? And Yeah, but he, you know, he can't live in a bubble. That's the thing. Everybody's vulnerable. And if you have these committed whack jobs and you allow this kind of insanity to, to whip up... Um, you're, you're, something like this is bound to happen. Apparently, it wasn't just Roe v. Wade, but the mass shooting in Uvalde. Just, I think that was the last straw for this uh, mm. Simi Valley guy right. to we're, make his way to Washington. But we're gonna, we're, we're gonna find, uh, or, or is the LA Times gonna brand him a hero because he was going after Kavanaugh? Well, Colleen and Vernon Roski, do you have anything to say about your son? Uh, yeah, anybody? It's a loving photo, but uh, and, uh, what happened there? Some, yeah, something went wrong. Does he live with you? Was he in his bedroom there, uh, going wacky? Yeah. What, what's his uh, What's his internet activity? Is he this in is any? The only of thing I urge is that you got to get family members to step up when you have these people. They just have to. It does happen, yeah. but it doesn't happen enough. It, it the odds of him being an absolutely ordinary person every day of his life for twenty six years, and then just yesterday decided he's going to kill a, a Supreme Court justice. Uh, the odds of that is zero. Yes, it is. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. Well, what's left of L.A. may be at stake. Uh, we're going to have a runoff in November between the two top finishers last night in the mayor's race, and that's Rick Caruso and Karen Bass. Joe Buscayeno, the L.A. City Councilman, for a little while longer, will join us at 3.05. He's uh, joined up with the Caruso campaign after dropping out of the race. Uh, give us his impressions as to what may happen the next time people vote in November. Um, who is the next yeah. L.A. Got to be better than Garcetti, no matter who it is. <laughs> he, nobody talks about him. <laughs> where are all his uh, defenders? Where are all his uh, there partisans? Are. There's nothing you can say. He's, he's like this embarrassing member of the family who he walks around half naked and uh, everybody just turns away and saying, well, let's just get, that's just Eric. And you're drinking out of a fire hose every single day, but there are things you can do to control the public perception. They haven't done any of that. Biden apparently never, ever finds a way to get ahead of a story, whether it's inflation, uh, the baby formula mess up, it's guns. He listed all these things that Biden just he didn't even speak on or if he, he didn't get out in front well, of the story. He can't. Everyone is, is willfully avoiding the main issue. He's a compromised person. He doesn't have his abilities anymore. He can't go out there and, and speak strongly on anything. And they're hiding stuff from him. I think they hid the formula shortage story from him. I, I, I don't think they're telling him everything. I don't yeah, think he knows. Be. I don't think he knows what's going on. And, and you know what? Because I saw a story the other day. You probably saw it. Well, I think we talked about it. He's lashing out at some of his uh, uh, 
aides. Yeah, because his poll numbers are terrible. Right. And but they they he he'll say something and then they'll walk it back, right? Which is, you know, euphemism. They walk they go out there and they they say, "Well, he didn't really mean that. Uh, you know, he just misspoke and what he's really uh, meant to say was and he was getting mad saying, "You know, I want you all to stop doing that." Wait a second. You're in charge. You, you, the first time that happens, fire the person who did it. Go back out there yourself. The reporters will show up and say, I don't care what that flunky just said. I meant what I said yesterday that Vladimir Putin ought to be, uh, ought to be taken out. I meant to say that. I mean it. And I hope he is taken out. But don't go whining weeks and months later. Stop going out there and, and undercutting me. You're in charge. You tell them what to do. Why are they doing that? Well, apparently he actually did say that, but it wasn't picked up by a lot of news organizations. But he did talk about how he meant what he said about Putin. Right, Look yeah, but did. it was later on. But what, why you, it shouldn't keep happening. The first person you fire or severely discipline will end that behavior. He doesn't have control of his staff. He doesn't know what's going on. His staff also makes a lot of like stupid decisions. Well, that's the problem when everything's being run by a staff because then it's not well coordinated. Yeah. When one guy is speaking for himself, things are clear. Whether you hated or loved Trump, that just came out of his mouth and it was his own quotes. It wasn't filtered through a bunch of uh, subservients who decide how to uh, massage the message. Right, and he keeps putting, and his, his aides are ultra-progressive, they keep pushing these progressive policies, and most of the country is not that. There's a tiny sliver of the company that get uh, of the country that gets aroused when a progressive policy is announced. It's a very tiny sliver. Everybody else is rolling their eyes and saying, "When is this going to end?" All right, and, now uh, from a, a category that we bring up every now and then. Boy, it's been a while. What a way to go. These are people who unfortunately pass away in rather incredibly bizarre and horrific circumstances. The best example of that, and it happens once a year, is somebody goes into the wood chipper, right? Well, that's not what happened to this man in Illinois. Uh, he melted. melted. A 39-year-old worker died. He fell into a molten iron vat of 2,600-degree Fahrenheit oh. molten iron. Oh, Half of his body was still lying on the floor. The other half melted. melted. Stephen oh. Dirks died instantly. He was working alongside a crucible, checking something with the iron. This is a foundry. Yeah. When they think he tripped. And, yep. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm guessing they pulled out half the body or maybe only half of his body fell in. I'm How really low sorry. is the cauldron? I doesn't. I don't know. Uh, what's the setup there? Um, no screen. No. Uh, no, I guess not. I, no protective uh, bar in case you trip. You don't go flying uh, into the uh, boiling. Boiling. They're investigating iron. it, but they don't think there was any foul play involved. He was taking a sample of iron for the Met Lab, and apparently just fell tripped. in. Yep. Tripped. Tripped. Oh. Uh, part wow. of his body remained on the deck for the coroner to retrieve. Uh, it must have been ghastly for folks and co-workers who saw what was left of the poor man. Uh, they pulled him out? Like his remains? 
Well, I guess they realized, yeah, that there was an emergency and you just got to do something to try to... Uh, Yikes. That, uh, that's, that's one of a kind. I've never heard that before. Uh, one employee claimed on social media that Dirks had only been there for five days and didn't have sufficient training to be on the iron floor. Oh, that would be really you, unfortunate. You need to be trained not to uh, fall into an, a cauldron of molten iron? Well, however he tripped, I... You know, we could add this as a destination for uh, for the oh, dumpster crowd. Satan's you know, like a fire. We have Satan's like a fire, but maybe we could have Satan's uh, molten iron cauldron. Yeah, apparently it can melt up to a thousand tons of iron each day to produce finished castings. This is the caterpillar mm -hmm. uh, plant, right? Uh, so they produce liners and cinder blocks at this foundry. But like I said. Uh, the temperature was over 200 degrees. I'm sorry. What did I say? A thousand, I think. 2,600 degrees 2, Fahrenheit. 2,600 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Uh, you won't last long. In no. Those no. That's, at least you die instantly. All right. When we come back, uh, another chance to talk to what we talked to them yesterday before the votes were counted. And they're almost all Well, it's still half counted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll ask him about that. Maybe he knows why they've only counted half the votes. L.A. County, uh, I'm sorry, L.A. City Mayor's race is going to be a runoff between Karen Bass and Rick Caruso. Joe Buscaina will come on next, and of course, uh, he's in the uh, Caruso camp. John and Ken show Deborah Mark has the news, KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.